You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Damn. <laughs> what's, what's that The for? weather's been so fucking nice. It's been great, man. It's hard to, like, stay inside at work. Yeah. I'm finding excuses to, like, get out. I was uh, I was home from work yesterday. Get out. And uh, I told Sarah, I'm like, don't worry about picking up the baby. Stay at work. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, I'm going to go pick her up. And we went and had, like, a little park day. It was fun. At what park? Uh, there's a park over by our house. Oh. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, we got on the swings. There's a little like duck that's on a spring thing oh. that she goes up and down. Oh, and... those things are fucking dangerous, dude. Well, not when I'm just holding her and we're like barely going two inches. Hey, back still, and hey, forth. you never know. Hey, I do know. Any given Sunday. What? No, but it was Monday. <laughs> it was a Monday. I saw those pictures, man. They were really cute. Yeah, she's adorable. It's it's so fun. Mm. It's she's at that stage right now. Uh, where she, Puberty, she's discovering like running men. around, That's right. and she's she's discovering the world, but she's also in that stage where she just says no all the time. Oh, she's in the no. St- she's in the terrible twos. Getting getting there, yeah. Oh no, she's officially she's not officially in the terrible twos. Uh-huh. But yeah, she's in the the pre pre terrible. What what what's a, a moment you remember where she where she pushed back where she finally had enough of daddy oh, telling her it, it what to do? It happens every day. Yeah, it happens every day. I'm like I'm like, hey, give give daddy a kiss, okay? No. Oh, breaking your heart. No. Denied. I, I put my I put my face up against her cheek and she'll like push me away. <laughs> yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> that my daughter keeps pushing me away. Toddler is pushing me away. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's probably a good thing. Uh, this is the uh, editing bay on the Next <laughs> no. Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we'll watch a movie and then come back here and discuss it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, who we invite to join in the conversation uh, on Facebook, almost exclusively. Uh, in the search <laughs> bar, put in the Editing Bay, and that's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, and click on that, and that's going to bring you to, uh, to, to Editing Bay Central, where you can <laughs> yes. talk back to us and let us know your thoughts on what we've had to say about these movies. And if you have suggestions for movies in the future, uh, that is where we can uh, go ahead and get that and put it on our list. <laughs> when we start doing this podcast in French? In France. <laughs> is this because of your, your Beauty and the Beast? No, it's my Beauty and the Beast. Nobody else's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's my Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that 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 French mm. that French thing. Uh, it's a je ne sais quoi. Eating at uh, La Madeleine. I perhaps. don't know what that means. Having a, a croquette. <laughs> a croquette. Right. Isn't it? Is that what it's called in France? Sure. Try, try the gray stuff. <laughs> it's it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> delicious. Is it Japanese? <laughs> Oh my no, God. that's racist of you for thinking, dude. So. Uh, what's been going on with you? What's new? Uh, what is new? Spend a little time. Uh, spend a little time with the missus. Oh, I can say that now. My wife. My wife. My wife. You've been able to say that. You could say that for like a, a, a good couple weeks now. Yeah, that's right. A month even, or or a month. Yeah, a month. It's been a month. <laughs> months. It feels like it's been months. In dog years, it's been months since I've been married. Uh, but it feels like only yesterday. And uh, no, man, just enjoying it. Uh, went out to that. Uh, 
that free play arcade again over the weekend. Uh, they have got that six player X Men game, which blows my mind every X-Men. time that that thing. You had that on last time we were here. I did. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, just coincidence. It's a great game. I like the intro. I like that sound, and it makes you feel like you're you're in an arcade. when you hear the. Well, it's because that was one of the main games when you and I were kind of growing up and going to arcades and stuff. Turtles. Where is there? Just a regular arcade. Sarah and I were talking about this. We we're trying to see like if, like, a non-retro. Just, is like, that what you mean? Yeah, no, they don't really do that anymore. Regular, like how you, you gotta, go into like a mall and there's an arcade. They don't do that. It's all in just like mini golf courses. You got to go to Chuck E. Cheese or uh, um, and they don't let you in there. Without main events. That's why we had Harper. Uh, <laughs> so I can play go, Pac-Man again. I go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Pac-Man, <laughs> Pac-Man, and Ms. Pac-Man. You know Pac-Man. I know of him. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Scott Pilgrim reference number one, folks. That's right, guys. Keep count because we're going to stamp your passports and you'll get a prize. <laughs> we should do that like those jelly <laughs> like, bean uh, counting uh, games they play around Christmas time. Yeah. How many jelly beans are in the jar? How, How many, many times did we reference Scott Pilgrim in the year? Yeah, and then you tweet us. That's something, you, you know what? Start mm. marking them now and do it for the uh, for the Eddies. For All next right. Year. Sounds good. Scott Pilgrim references... All year long. Great. As if I didn't have enough to do. You don't do, Eddie I mean, you, you, really, you really don't do enough. Anyway, you've like taken over writing the, the like the summaries and stuff because like I am so irresponsible <laughs> well, now. My, mine aren't nearly as ornate as yours. Um, like I'll, I'll do a link to the, the trailer and I'll say uh-huh. a couple of words and I'll tag a couple of folks. But you like did all of the fucking. Cra- the first director of photography was. <laughs> because <laughs> the key is to link everybody you can. Yeah. Because then it branches out. You get more views. Yeah, you get blocked by multiple celebrities. It's okay, man. At least. They- or we get liked and retweeted by celebrities. That like has happened to Pauly from Rocky. That's and right. Checky Cario from Bad Boys. That's right. And uh, and there was one other one. Hero's friend from Heroes. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, wait, didn't fucking Wash from Firefly, uh, Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. Oh, and then liked all, one of our... And then also um, from uh, A Christmas Story. Who's the uh, who's the the bully, the kid, the red-headed mean bully? He liked one of our... He's all grown up and he, he follows us on Twitter now. Boom, guys. See, look. So, uh, so let's do what we do. Share. <laughs> yes, Share has also liked our page. <laughs> And uh, and if you'd like to turn back time, you can go to our website at editingbay.com and listen to all of our past episodes. Nicely done. Also, follow, follow our Twitter handle at <laughs> the Editing Bay. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> no, I really want to talk about this. this yeah, is, dude. We, this has been teased before. We've mentioned this movie a lot. In fact, somebody even posted on Facebook like, "Did you guys already review this movie?" <laughs> like, no, we didn't. It just feels like it. It did feels like it because we've, we've mentioned about it so much, several aspects of it. And what we're talking about this week is uh, JGL. In a little movie yeah. called Premium Rush. Came out uh, 2012, rated uh-huh. PG-13. Runtime of an hour and 31 minutes. That yeah. is, a, that is a, a nicely it's paced lean. movie. It's a mm-hmm. lean movie. That's right. And uh, and goddamn entertaining. It is not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> I'll say that. I saw this in theaters, the, actually. So the, did I. The weekend it came out. I don't know why. You know why? Because it was like the end of August. Like the summer was. There really wasn't anything else and, going on. And, but that, and it that was depression JGL. is setting in. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, oh, well, he's pretty good. Why yeah. not go see this? He Has he done a bad film? Is this um, his worst film? And that's not he saying He was in the first G.I. Joe. Ooh, I forgot about Remember that. That you like, but uh, yeah, I kind of hate that film. He played, he played, hate it. He played Cobra Commander. But you wouldn't know it unless you stuck around <laughs> for Act 3. So there you go. To, to answer your question. Was he in the sequel? He must N- have been, right? Nope. nope. 
Would they replace him? Can you believe him? that? They never. They didn't get him to come back for the sequel. Are you kidding? Dude, it was just a dude in a mask at that point. Oh, they didn't reveal him so again. So they didn't huh? reveal him again. Oh. Yeah. Well, Why are you upset? You didn't like the first one anyway. No, but I mean, like, I it always disappoints Do me we when, need like, to revisit that? when actors are, are replaced. In fact, I was watching, they've been rerunning uh, the original Iron Man a lot recently. Uh, oh, yeah. And I revisited it, and I was like, oh, fuck, I totally forgot yeah, that Terrence Don, Ma- Don Cheadle Not came Terrence in. Ma- yeah, Ter- Terrence Howard. Terrence, uh, yes. Was the original. What's that character's name? Uh, Rhodey. Rhodey, that's right. Yeah, yeah and then they War replaced Machine. him. You think he regrets that? Uh, I think he probably does. Mm. I think his bank account re- regrets it. Yeah. But he's also doing okay he's for fine. himself. He's got Empire going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that, right. What? I think he won a, an Emmy for that, or at least I nominated. Think you're right. Yeah, it was so, a well-respected show. Terrence Howard's doing okay. Because mm. you know it's hard out there but, for but a I, pimp. But, <laughs> nice. But I hate it when, uh, when they have to replace actors. I know it happens. I know sometimes people die. We're going to have to have like a CGI Carrie Fisher in episode nine. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we already got one in Rogue One. So. Yeah, might as well. Did you did you hear? Um, there was a, I just read it today that apparently it fooled her when she saw the screening of Rogue One before her passing. Uh, well, then again, she thought they just got an unused footage. She's <laughs> oh, also. Joe, be careful. <laughs> Tread lightly. Do not speak ill of the day. Listen, dance. she's my princess, and I'll always love Carrie Fisher. And scene. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think we know. So Premium Rush, 2012. 2012. A movie about a bicycle messenger. That's right. Of course, he, he is a former uh, student at Harvard, or not Harvard Law, um, uh, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Of he, course. Oh, he, he's smart. He went to the whole Columbia. package. He has to be super smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but he doesn't just, do he he just can't wear a suit for a living man right. he hates it so he's got to wear like his biker gear and a chain for a belt that's right and uh, and yeah he's a he's a, a bike messenger but you know what Joe he doesn't do that trickster stuff anymore no. all the fucking skating. no man the danger no brakes no brakes <laughs> that's right <laughs> Joe do you find it fixed gear you, no brakes do you find it socially irresponsible that this film kind of uh, uh, instigates not instigates advocates. Um, Removing the brakes from your bicycle? No. That doesn't seem... No. No? It's just a character thing. It's, yeah, but then... And we he, see him get fucked up because of it But then he point. gets his girlfriend to do it, too. At one point, she tears the brakes because off Because she bike. ended She's up like, getting screwed up because she used the brake. That, yeah, exactly. Joel... I don't like this, the message. This argument is the same as, like, do you think it was responsible for Han Solo to go into the asteroid field? <laughs> no, because this is real life, Joe. There actually are people like this, and, and I think kids are going to watch this. Would you say this, this film is aimed at children, Joe? No. Not children. No. It's PG-13, but 13-year-olds even? No. Given the ending of this movie, this movie is not aimed at children. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. Uh, there's, there's, it's maybe, quite violent. Maybe the, maybe the super cute like Asian child that was in this movie <laughs> that was like waiting to get on his boat. but like What a weird kind of side story. There's a lot. Yeah. And actually, I say side story, but it is it's not. It's the it is, main plot of the, the movie. It's the MacGuffin that drives this entire film. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? Sure. So we're introduced. All right. So we're introduced to Joe Golev and his ragtag team of uh, bike messengers. <laughs> yeah. That this is what they do. I like the idea that much like uh, Gross Point Blank, where there's this underground uh, assassin <laughs> this network that like, there's, yeah, like John Wick. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, but just picture picture John Wick with uh, bike messengers, <laughs> with bike messengers instead. instead of assassins. and they're all close. And they all know each other. And uh, I like um, if I can jump ahead. Uh, Please. That there's a, there's a flash mob at the end, and they all kind of uh, join in. And, you know, uh, it's not even spoiling it, because we've mentioned this before in past episodes. That is true. That is true. People, yeah. We've talked about fine. it a lot. The movie's like five years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. 2012. You're right. It's all but, right. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're bike messengers, and uh, he's he's living life by his own rules, but he's making a living A quarter mile time. at a time, some would say. And then one day, he gets, uh, he gets a job. He gets called on a job, uh, and he's handed by a cute little Asian woman. Yes. Uh, this envelope. She's very trepidatious. She's mm-hmm. very uh, timid. 
yes. and uh, worrisome. It's a phone number for Zoe Deschanel. And it turns and out that's how they meet. That that was uh, the four hundred and ninety, <laughs> the four ninety ninth day. day of summer. Um, but uh, turns out uh, so, some some other people are after what's in the envelope. Uh, and and one of those people, Joe, is Michael Shannon. It's General Zod. General Zod himself. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Detective Monday. Uh, is that's, that what it is? That's his name. It's Monday. No. Oh, yeah. Is it really? There's all kinds of weird, like, asi- like little cheeky asides in this movie. Well. Where it's like the guy's name, uh, J- JGL's name is Wiley. Wiley. And at one point, I tell Sarah, I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. You see all these different things in different ways he gets taken out. He's kind of like Wiley Coyote, and I totally forgot that they make that reference in yeah, the movie. Yeah, Michael Shannon calls him out He's on like, that. You're like Wiley Coyote. You think you're funny, huh? And, uh, and, and Detective Monday is the villain. Because everybody hates Mondays. Everybody hates Mondays. <laughs> I like that. Mondays. Um, so yeah, uh, and then and then a chase ensues as uh, JGL realizes that um, Michael Shannon isn't isn't who he says he is. Well, he is who he says he is. Well, no, that's well, right. He does say that he's different people, um, or at least his motives are different. He claims that uh, he was interviewing little uh, what was her name, Jamie Cheng. Jamie Chen. Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung. Who apparently Everybody was on... Wang Chung. <laughs> she was... Uh, this actress was discovered on Real World. She was, was on she? one of the Real World shows. And wow. that's kind of how she... That was her big breaking out. Huh. See, so people do come out of, out what of that show. What else has she been in, though? Wasn't she in... Um, She's been in a few things. Wasn't she in Sucker Punch? Let's find out. Oh, was that her? Yeah, no, I thought she was in Sucker Punch. Somebody else. Let's find out. I thought she was in Zucker Punch. That's my... <laughs> the prequel That's going to be my uh, social network slash Sucker Punch Vanessa Hudgens... I like that. Jim Malone. Yeah, Jamie Chung. Jamie what do you know? Chung. That was Bam. Her. Man, what a bad film. What a, yeah. Yes, it was. What a just waste of everybody's time and talent. Uh, talent? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Talent, you know. but otherwise, I agree with what you have to say. Well, surely you can agree then that there's a lot of talents on display in Premium Rush. You already mentioned. I think there's quite a bit of talent on display. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of it. Well, uh, but I think but there's a lot to like Not a lot, what's going on. Not a lot of main characters. We really kind of keep it simple. And, and I like that because this is kind of a, uh, I use the, the phrase uh, training wheel film. This is kind of a training wheel film for, for children. You know, it's PG-13. Yeah. And I think if you're too much older than PG-13, you might not enjoy it. Yeah. And it's all this potential. I mean, Man, we I, kind of... I dig it. We dig it, but we dig it ironically, right? Because yeah. yes. it's it's kind of... it's a cheesy movie. It's, it's very cheesy. Uh, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very... You sit and you watch a movie like this, and here's what this movie has going for it. It's the most simplistic of plots. They're the most simplistic of characters. Um, but, like, there's something about the production and presentation of this movie that makes it really stand out. Dude, I, I think about 75% of this film is shot while the camera... And and the actors are moving. Yeah, like you were constantly on the move. And I love how they don't even slow the script down so that these characters have conversations. They do it all. They're all on their phone. That's how millennials do it, right? Yeah, on your phone all the time. Got your earbuds in, and they're riding bicycles. And there's long shots of Joe Lev, just like the camera's just doing 360 around him as he's driving through the sure. streets of New York. Yeah, this is a great like New York film, by uh-huh. the way. It is um, like a nice tour of New York, even though. <laughs> Some of the stuff doesn't quite add up to like where they are and where they're going. Oh, and, and like the space time continuum space, gets yes. bent a little bit in the order fact to that allow this them. Thing takes place over the course of like four hours, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like uh, yeah, from five thirty to seven is the deadline when uh-huh. you're supposed to drop it off. And like yeah, it would take you two hours to get from like one end to the other on a sure. fucking bike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the very the very interesting thing they do with this movie, speaking of time, is that they kind of they give us the characters, they present the characters, and they kind of 
they Tarantino things around a little bit, but not in a really obnoxious way. No, they only do it like twice, and mm-hmm. and they and they don't do it in like oh we're gonna give you five little snippet five minute little snippets here and there. They tell kind of like a, a, a complete first act. Yeah. And then when you get to a point where it's like, hold on, I need a little more context, that's when they Boom. stop down. And then you get Michael Shannon, and then we start to follow his character, mm-hmm. and then it's when those characters finally yep. like intersect Converge. with each other is yeah. when the story picks back up to where it started. Yeah. Uh, it's nicely done. It's it's really nicely done. Uh, I totally cut off your flow, though. You were talking about he oh, no. picks up the, the piece of paper from Jamie Chung. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then uh, Michael Shannon stops him because we yeah. find out in his backstory, his little uh, uh, flashback, that uh, he's not so nice of a guy, Joe. He's no. done some some very bad things. He's he's a, he's got a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's got a problem with his temper. It's really kind of sad. And I appreciate that they do it because up until this point, you just think he's a bad cop. right? Yeah. He's a dirty cop. And then you realize he's this broken, damaged individual. Thank you. They present him as they present him in a sympathetic way, mm-hmm. kind of, just enough, just enough in a sympathetic way that when the ending happens, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like, shit gets a little too real. It gets, in yeah, this it film. gets super real, and, and it gets real in that moment during his flashback when uh-huh. uh, he. So he's got a gambling gambling problem. Uh, he's borrowed some money from what the Chinese mafia. We're to we're to well, assume. Okay, so he already owes money to the Chinese mafia. Right, he's borrowed like 15k. But then he also borrowed money from a loan shark. Mm-hmm. So you've got two groups that are kind of out for him. That's right. Uh, and I love how everybody's like, don't. Yeah, don't do it. Stop. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Uh, and he can't. He's, you know, he's because gambling is a disease. Mm-hmm. And that's another part of it that I'm like, wow. In a way, I kind of sympathize with this character. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a shit. Oh, God. He's but, a horrible like, person. I really sympathize. I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, Michael Shannon's my favorite part of this movie. Dude, he's so great. He's I, a force of fucking nature. I don't in this think movie. he, he elevates this from like a B plus, maybe B minus to uh-huh. an, an A minus, I dare I say. Yeah. Between him and Joe Golev, they're kind of just like fun to watch. They're yeah. really natural. Um, and Michael Shannon is fucking menacing he's, in this. He's menacing and he just chews the fuck out of every scene he's in. And like scarier even than, uh, you know, a, a Superman movie where he's kind of playing, uh, you know, he, he, he's a villain. Him, he's supposed to be, but this is a little more uh, tangible I and realistic. I did find him more imposing in this film than I did in the Superman movie. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. When he takes Joe Golev aside and he's like, uh, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, when he finally gets real, you uh-huh. know, up until a certain point, he's kind of In cute. the ambulance. When they're in the ambulance. Oh, even before that, when oh, he kind of yeah. grabs his bike and stops him from going, and he's like, I'm the guy you don't want to fuck with. Uh-huh. And Jogo loves kind of like playing him off, just thinks he's being a tough guy, and then right, dude. finds out later the hard way, uh, <laughs> nope, he, he he walks the walk. Hold my burrito. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got Jogo Lev picks up this piece of paper, and what it is, is a marker um, for, this, for this character played by Jamie Chung. She's trying to get her son out of... China? Thailand? It's what? never really... I don't think that they say specifically. And, and maybe they don't really want to like piss off one particular <laughs> country. And just like, oh, come We'd like anywhere. to show this movie everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So why not? But uh, but what a weird plot, though. Yeah. That uh, it, it all hinges around this, this, this mother who's working three jobs yes. so that she can break her son. She which her son. I don't know why she didn't bring him the first time. I'm sure it's explained in some throwaway. Due to like a, a work visa or something. Maybe you can't bring somebody else with you. I guess. Oh, that's right. She did say she was on a work visa. Yeah. But like her son? Like uh, I don't think seem like you make exceptions for that. But what do I know about international law? Or, or should she will. have never left her son in the first place? 
Yeah, yeah. They're just, you, know, maybe you just stayed where you were I'm not, to like, build a better life for your family. And, and I'm not about to sit here and like debate the tenets of you know proper immigration <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, I, I sit on the side of you want to come here, you want to be a protective, uh, productive member of society. Bring it on, come on in. I have no problem. Uh, I am not going to be putting you know piece of a piece of brick on that wall, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like maybe she went about things in a very irresponsible way yeah. <laughs> that put her in this position. And just odd that it's the centerpiece of this of this film. Yeah. Like that that's in this in this thirteen year old geared uh, premium rush type sure. of film that's all about visceral bike messengers. Uh huh. We're gonna get a little social that, commentary. I think that you could have done this without without going that route. You could have still had you know some kind of a they're they, they're carrying something they don't know what it is and and the cops coming after them. It could have still been that, but it it did seem very up. Where it's like we're pulling at your heartstrings right now. We really want you to root for this. Yeah. We want you to engage and invest <laughs> at a higher level than what. Maybe what can you we have. all agree would be a sad story that we can all get behind? <laughs> a little Asian boy left on the dock and not able That's to right. come to he's America. So innocent in the rain. Oh, I know, right? It's, even and he's the cutest little boy. He's like, like just kind of innocently looking. At, I was like, Does, oh god, is maybe because I'm a dad now? But yeah. I'm like, oh. Putting your let, own shit on let it. Let the boy on the boat. Man. What about the nanny though, who's like holding the umbrella, and who's brought him here, and has risked like her life, presumably, yeah. for the freedom of this child That's who right. she may or may not be related to. Who is that woman? I don't know. I don't know. But they don't explain does it. Does she get to go on the boat too? I think she does. Does yeah. she get a smiley face? So. Dude, I hope she does because they're going to take a boat. To <laughs> otherwise, America, yeah. Otherwise, this, this little boy's by himself. Yeah, what's going to happen? That's like months on open sea. And that's part of the thing that I don't like about this. <laughs> Is that like that's where it's left? Is that like this boy is put on a freighter yeah. illegally, put on a freighter and has to like? How do we know he doesn't die of dysentery yeah. on his way it's over? Like a here. prequel to Life of Pi. Yeah, can we, <laughs> Richard Parker? <laughs> wrong, wrong nationality, but uh, you get what I'm saying. Can we, uh, can we at least get like an aside or after the credits of like the little boy reunited yeah. with his mother? Yeah, like three something? months later. Just so we'll we know. We'll see Joe Lev and uh, Hot Danya. What's her name? Uh, next, uh, back together again. Wasn't it, wasn't it like Vanessa or something? Yeah, that was a character's name. Danya Ramirez. Yeah, is the actress's name. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's basically what this. What's going on in this movie? Is Joseph Gordon-Levitt finally understands what he's got mm-hmm. uh, after getting a guilt trip? Like he brings it back. He's like, "Man, I'm getting chased around. Fuck this. I'm not going to carry this." Brings it back, and then <laughs> another character that I love in this movie, Manny, Manny picks up the, the picks up the parcel like immediately. Somehow he's shown up and no one has seen him, but he picks it up and he's on his way out. And uh, and so he's like kind of a secondary, uh, a, I guess. Would you call it an antagonist? Well, yeah. He, there's a bit of a love triangle going on between... A, but they don't explore it that as much as they should. In, in a very kind of shallow way. So apparently, yeah. like, Jogo Lev and uh, Vanessa had a thing, or have a thing, or I don't know what. They're, they're, Did she have a thing with Manny first? I don't think so. And then so. have a thing with Jogo Lev? I think she had a thing with Jogo Lev first. Did you get that impression I from some I don't know. Dude, I got, a, I got the sense from the flashback that Manny had a thing for Jogo Lev. <laughs> Like he's just sitting there, like creepily staring at and them. And he is always trying to impress him. We're like, "Look at my body. Look at these thighs." <laughs> I do love that, though. I love that he's like, "Look at these thighs. Look at these thighs." Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Maybe he's just he's trying to get his attention by going after the girl. I think so. Playing the part, he is a specimen, though. The guy actually was playing that part. He's a specimen, and he's funny as hell. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's, he's charismatic. Funny. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen him in anything else. I, I don't think so. At least mm. nothing he stand he stands out in. Mm. Should I AMDB him? Do we care that much? Why not? Yeah, check it out. All right, you've already got go. Jamie Chung up there. I do. I Why don't do. you just click on her and then click on Premium Rush? Wow, this, but it's such a, it's so hard. Like cause yeah, she's going to be like build. Uh, See, look, it's not on here. You I, fucked me, Joe. Oh, yeah, look at that. Just keep going. She was you in Big Hero me. Six. 
She must have done, done a voice. I'm very surprised. <laughs> no, Joe, she was on the, screen. Yeah, of in, course she did a voice. New Japan. Look at that premium rush. All right, you see how... The, where, 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 where? Just keep going, man. I don't Go see down it. to 2012. Uh, You're like still sitting in 2014. Look, it's, all, it's jumping all around because it's like her acting versus Fight. her... Yeah, Sin City. we shouldn't she have done this. Sin City. Right, fuck it. Fuck it. Oh, yes. Fuck it. <laughs> That's your answer for everything. The bum's lost, Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> Premium rush. I could have just gone to recent searches. Christ. What am I looking up again? You're looking up Manny. Manny is played by Wole Parks. I can only... Wole, 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 He was in Man Down with Sheila Booth. Shia. Shia. Shia LaBeouf. Taking Chance. That sounds like a... Good will. So basically, he's never. Of... He hasn't done anything else. Uh, nope. Vampire Diaries. Yeah, he hasn't done anything else. Made for TV. DVs. Look at all the promo shots that are scrolling by. Is every, it's all oh, from Premium Rush? Look, there is a connection here. Devious Maids from what, 2013. What's that? Also starring Danya Ramirez. Oh wow! How about that? That's probably how it happened. I don't know what it is. That's probably who Jenna knew what this was. Yeah, she clued me in on it. She call her in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get her in here. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Um, so we, we have we have a little bit of uh, cat and mouse going on where uh, where Monday catches up with Wiley mm-hmm. and Wiley hides this thing in the handlebars of his bike. That's right, the only the safest place he knows. Like Wiley is hit by a car, <laughs> put in an ambulance, taken to the police station, mm-hmm. gets to the police lockup where he gets his bike and still makes it. To this uh, restaurant in Chinatown. Yep, all by 7 o'clock. By 7 o'clock. He's like UPS. Dude, you know who we haven't even talked about yet? Mm. The bike cop. I love this guy. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. He is so persistent, this NYPD bike cop. I was really counting on the bike cop being the, the thing that blew this wide open. I thought so, too. I thought he was going to kind of have his little, not comeuppance, what's the opposite of that? His moment at the end where yeah. he finally, because the whole time he's just thwarted by Joe Golev. And the poor guy's just trying to do his job. <laughs> he's just like, to he do sees his job. this guy driving at an unsafe speed. He thinks they're a menace, yeah. and he's going to teach us one a lesson. And then and he gets fact, his bike stolen. Gets his bike stolen. This guy crashes twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's like bruised up all over the place. And then, yeah, we never really kind of revisit him again, do we? Joe Golev, he takes his bike and rides off, and the guy sees it, and he's like, you know what? Forget it. Fuck it. Which yeah. is funny, but at the same time, yeah, like he would have been a natural character to have like, he catches Joe Golev, or he's just about to catch Joe Golev, and then witnesses something go down with Monday, right. and he's like, oh shit. I should be. I should help this guy out. Like something, something along those lines. I think he deserved a little bit of redemption in that. In that I agree because I really enjoyed him. Yeah, it was, it was he's a really, really great character. Like he tackles Manny. He's like, man, you tackle me. I wasn't trying to tackle you. Uh, what did wow. you think, uh, Joe, of the little special effects they do? Uh, first of all, we, we talked earlier about how this is kind of an ode to New York in a way. Yeah, uh, but they're doing some like video game style Grand Theft Auto looking effects where like the camera kind of zooms out to God's eye view. Yeah. Oh, and. And then, and then we, we see, see like, the little the map. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it zooms back in, and then we cut to live action. I thought that was... I think that's a good way, because to a lot of people, New yeah. York, just everything looks the same. Well, I was asking, like, um, I always forget what you say first, the avenue or the street, when you're saying, hey, take me to 59th and 1st, or whatever, yeah, you know. you say the street. Yeah, you say the street first and the yeah, avenue second. Yeah. I, I, I always get them confused. And do they go, is it lowest number... To uh, highest, like north to south, oh, or shit. I know it's confusing. So uh, it's fun to see a little, uh, a little gooey style map. Yeah, show up. On no, screen. but th- that was cool to kind of at least you know even just for an audience to kind of get their bearings and know like okay, this is where we are. Yeah, cool. All right, 
even though you're like you're not no <laughs> it, it felt like it was it was geared for teenage boys like uh-huh. the rest of this movie but that's fine how about uh when uh, when we go into like bullet time and uh, we, we has a little choose your and own it, adventure and it turns moment. into the Nicolas cage movie next Oh yeah! Remember that film where he can see like all he, he, future parallel universes, all possible opportunities and all possible outcomes mm-hmm. in the span of like two seconds. I thought it was fun. It reminded me of uh, speaking of video games. It reminded me of Dragon's Lair. Yeah, which they have at free play. That's great, and uh, nobody can fucking I, beat that kid. I I have it. <laughs> so right, but standing up and playing it on the um on the cabinet, I it's totally. Different. I like that they didn't overdo it. Mm. That yeah, it happened maybe two, three times in the movie. They do it once to set it up, and then they do it later when it's of consequence. Yes, and you kind of realizes oh there's no way out and that's yeah. when he hits that cab uh i like that they didn't overdo it that it didn't become the gimmick for the entire film mm-hmm. uh i thought it was very creative it, it's fun the dialogue's fun the characters uh they're they're all likable characters mm-hmm. for the most part even like we said even monday has a little bit of sympathetic uh, a little bit of a sympathetic air yeah. to him and even if you don't like him man he's just fun to watch he's so fun to and watch he, when he's chasing joseph gordon levitt he's like yeah come on yes and i'm like oh, that is so funny. Like, anybody else probably would have made it really cheesy and stupid. Mm-hmm. But when he does it, you're like, okay, I kind of dig this ride you're taking me on, Michael Shannon. And it's funny, you mentioned Nicolas Cage earlier. Like, he seems like he he could have been cast in this film. Nick, Nick Cage? Yeah. Think, as the as Joseph Gordon-Levitt? You think he turned this down? No, as the, as the I'm bad guy. I'm going to play Wiley. <laughs> I'm a bike messenger. Uh, Mr. Cage, that role is uh, meant for an 18 to 22-year-old. Just give me a, a, a wig. Give me, give me okay. hair. Okay, but we're going to have some really close-ups. I'm going to ride a bike! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. I-, I wish the listeners could have seen the crazy eyes you did. Uh, uh, Nick Cage. But it's fun to watch Michael Shannon kind of do this. Um, he's just slowly unraveling throughout, a la uh, Falling Down with yeah. Michael Douglas. Oh, you ever yeah. see that film? Yes, I did. Where you, you start off rooting for him, and then he just kind of goes too far, yeah. and then you're like, "I, you have no... And you're re- like, yes, Robert Duvall, you take him down. so fucked. Take yes. him down. Yeah. Uh, and all he wanted was his breakfast sandwich. Well, that's all he, <laughs> he just yeah. wanted a fucking breakfast sandwich. But Joe, the, and, and that's... Do you think that's why we have 24-hour breakfast now? <laughs> Jack in the Box and like McDonald's, they're like... You know that fucking movie with Michael Douglas? <laughs> I think it's just because everybody realized that breakfast is delicious no matter yeah. what time of day you're That's eating true. bacon. It, everything you can get. Bacon is an option for all breakfast items. That's right. It's fantastic. This like, is good. So like Ron Swanson all of a sudden. <laughs> I have my emergency bacon. Give me all the eggs and bacon you have. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, it didn't need to be as intense. It didn't, no. It didn't need to involve murder, Joe. I'm no, a, it didn't. Isn't it far enough? Don't we get an idea that this guy's a bad cop because he's he's got a gambling problem? He's stealing money from and everybody. And he's willing to steal money from... And, Here, and he even just beats up the the, the, the guy who's... Uh, who's beating him up. And the thing is, that's unnecessary. Like it, it was funny to see him get beat up and he's like, God damn it, I told you not. And he beats him up. He... he beats the guy up and I think that shows us like okay he was willing to take his lumps yeah. but then the guy took it too far and like exactly. we're like oh shit he could have kicked this guy's ass anytime he was just taking his fucking lumps to like yeah. pay his debt I feel like okay that's fine where he beats him up and then there's the whole like come on you're okay get up get up and the guy ends up like reacting like oh okay and he's like okay there he's gonna go. be okay that was enough right I feel like the whole him that guy dying yes was like Added after the fact. Do you think so? I think like, so. Who I decided think, it needed to be I darker? I think the director and the producers, I think what happened was like, 
fuck, we got this guy getting shot in the head at the end of this movie. Oh. We should probably make He needs him, to earn it. He needs to earn it. Or we should probably make him worse. Or here's an idea. Maybe he doesn't Maybe get he shot. doesn't get shot in the fucking head at the <laughs> oh, end. Oh my god. He could have just like what's more punishment? Like you want to see him like pulled off yeah, and like I, his cop friends realize that he was a dirty cop and or, he has to deal with the shame. Or that or at the end when there's the flash mob and stuff, the Asian mob show up and they just they walk him away. Yeah, and that's it. It's they left walk, ambiguous. Left ambiguous. He's going to be harmed. Yeah, but, but maybe, we don't know. Maybe not dead. Maybe an after credit sequence. Okay, so let's, where he's like sitting there in his car and he's like, you know, bandaged up in some shit. And he sees them riding and off. He sees them riding like, off. And he's fucking like, hate those bike messengers. They, they, they knock the mirror off his car. <laughs> if it weren't for those bike messengers and their filthy dog, he's like, thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> right. You know that would have been fine for me, <laughs> but, wanna, wanna, but wanna, Joel, wanna. the way it happens, like they're doing the whole flash mob thing, and then like. Out of nowhere, like you see, like the 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 loan shark mob show up, mm-hmm. and then there's the Asian mob, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, hold on, hold on," and then all of a sudden we just see like a puff puff smoke, mm-hmm. and we see like the dude who'd been playing mahjong the whole time, yeah, the like, bookkeeper, take, the bookkeeper. He takes his gun, and he hides it, mm-hmm. and we Walks see blood away. start to come down Monday's head, and he starts doing that weird, and it's so creepy. Oh. Where he's like, "Just wait a minute, it's <laughs> wait a minute, let me, I gotta let me sit think. down, I gotta, I gotta think, I gotta sit down, I gotta think." It's that's so dark. It's yeah. It's the most uh, disturbing depiction of someone being shot to death. Yeah, like I, I <laughs> less grotesque to actually see Wolverine's titanium brains blown out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> point blank rage. Than to see this in broad guy. daylight. Than to just at night do the yeah. Like and it's so it's so sad to watch the brain slowly like. Like, Fail. There's a way you could re-edit this film, and it's really like about him. Like he's the it, it becomes he's falling the down. Sympathetic character, yeah, exactly. Like you minimize the the street bike messenger thing, and it's just this this guy falling apart, and yeah. then finally coming to his end. I mean, does that make? Does street that say something about desire? you and I that we're like <laughs> he didn't need to die? Like no, he wasn't. He he was a he was a horrible person. Like he was human trash, but I just I felt like the punishment did not fit the crime. Yeah, yeah. Even and, with us hearing over the phone that like that guy you beat up, he ended up dying. Yeah, like, that was a very sloppy bit of exposition that were they were throwing in there. And again, I feel like that was tacked on uh, when they're yeah, like, well, "I could see that we got him getting fucking shot." Uh, well, yeah, unnecessary. How did they know that Jamie Chung Chung was getting the uh, the ticket? How did they know that was happening? Like, how did who know? The 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 gambling guys, the the, the Joe, Asian mob. I'm kind of unclear as to why this is so complex. First of all, does Jamie Cheng really need to like hire? Like she's the guy gives her the she's got the little ticket with the smiley face on it, and that means that she can go free. And she has to deliver this ticket to Sister Chen or whatever by yeah. seven o'clock in this yeah. diner. Um, it's the most important thing. She what was it like fifty thousand dollars or something? She saved up working three jobs. Why wouldn't she just take the fucking afternoon just fucking off? just do it yourself? <laughs> if it's the, the most important thing, go do. This. Why would you risk giving it to any third party? Much well, less because Michael Shannon was following after her. Okay, that's true, but well, no, but she didn't know that until she didn't know it was Michael Shannon coming after yeah, her. They, she knew that she was she was being. Ch- but like, what what's in it for the other party? The other Chinese they get a mafia. ticket to Dark Windows. What? <laughs> they, get, they get a ticket to Dark Windows. What is Dark Windows? Uh, I mean, that's what was on the movie ticket. Is that what it said? Yeah, it was called <laughs> Dark Windows. No, I didn't even read it. I was totally looking at what he was. He was drawing the, smi- the, the smiley, smiley face, face with his uh, sharpie. Yeah. I don't know. What was in it for them to keep this poor Chinese boy from coming to America? I don't think they cared one lick about the poor Chinese boy. Well, who's calling the shots? They wanted the money. 
That ticket was worth money. Who's going to cash that in? Whoever owns it. But but the, she handed the money off to the guy so he could draw the ticket so that she could deliver the ticket to the whatever. And he even said, like, we take care of things on our own. If you run into any problems, let us know. Yeah, exactly. And Give it her takes a number. her three quarters of the movie to finally fucking do that. <laughs> call these guys. Instead of calling fucking Wiley the bike messenger or when she finds out that that thing, she should have immediately called and just been like, hey, or maybe while she was there, like, hey, could one of you just give me a fucking ride over there? Well, first of all, I still don't understand why it has to be so convoluted. She's got the money. Sister Chen is obviously the person calling the shots. Can't she just go directly to Sister Chen with the money? Why is there this money laundering scheme that has to happen? you can't deliver, you don't deliver money directly to this person, apparently. Uh, like, they kind I get of it. They've got that. a little money launder okay but like maybe we don't do it in broad daylight at a diner like we don't do our our swaps there well it just seems needlessly elaborate it it was it was needlessly elaborate but we're talking about i think that when it came to this movie what came first was bicycle messengers yeah man so how do we do a movie about bicycle messengers yeah all right we've got this all right well how do we make them responsible for this thing Mm -hmm. okay we could do it like this yeah so Let's let's we, get the guy who played uh, Peter Parker's boss from the pizza shop <laughs> to be the dispatcher for uh, Joe Golub's bike messenger service. Welcome to Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that guy's everywhere. <laughs> Talk about being typecast. That's yeah. all he is. He answers phones and he gives orders. Yes. Uh, how about? Okay, wait. Do you remember the part where Vanessa comes in and they have a little exchange about like how she was with Wiley and now she's with Manny mm-hmm. and he's like, "When do I get to climb Mount Vanessa?" Ew, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like. But in, he's, inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. But, in a, but in a lovable sort of way. No, nope, you know, nope. he's that guy who tries to grow up your sister when he has a few too many drinks no, at the dude, party. I keep trying to think, like, as a manager, I would never be able to get away with even, like, half of that. Nor would I want to. <laughs> yes. But, like, dude. I'd call that a hostile work environment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, and, and the thing is, New York's a union state. That's also true. So that you should be able right. to go to somebody about this. <laughs> you don't have to fucking stand for that. Ah, uh, shit. But yet it glorifies the, these bike messengers like like they're the A-team. I love how there's that whole monologue where you hear the voiceover of Jogo Lev at the beginning talking about when you absolutely need it there on time, you know, you, you call us. You call us. When there's a traffic jam and when you yeah, We look out for each other, too. Right. We look out for our own. <laughs> which we never really see until the end where it's like, I need a flash mob. Joe... It's like the end of Bad Boys when Joey Pants like calls up the cops and he's like, yeah. I'm calling all cars. We need everything. Calling all favors. And then it like it turns out he didn't really need to do that because yeah. fucking Martin Lawrence and Will Smith took care of everything in fact, before the, the cops showed up. And a lot of cops lost their lives that day <laughs> yeah, because he called in those needless because favors. Because in. Uh, yeah, that's true. So how else is Premium Rush like Bad Boys? That flash mob is ridiculous, Joe. The flash mob is a little ridiculous. It's absurd. It's a whole buildup. For nothing, like they ride around, and then they Michael just Shannon just push them around, they and then like push him. Joe Golub just kind of sneaks away. And he's and like, "That's my backup." <laughs> and then it's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it could have been awesome. Like it could have so? been awesome. What this whole film? I think. No, I think this no, no, is no, no, as good. No, no, I'm talking about the, the flash, flash mob. mob? Oh. The flash mob could have been awesome. Like, all they really need to do, not ride around. Mm-hmm. What they should have done was just all ridden up and then created a wall, a like perimeter. a round perimeter. Mm-hmm. So JGL could fucking get away. I like that. That's it. I wanted it to be like the Battle for Endor, where they like start popping up. <laughs> Do you wanted midgets to come out? Throwing <laughs> rocks off of balconies and such. <laughs> and like tree, tree trunks tied up to either side of the alley. <laughs> that would have been a way. It just came down and smashed his Michael head. Shannon so he's face. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, I got to sit. I got to think. I got to think. I got to sit. 
<laughs> oh god, I, I will I will forever be scarred by that death scene. Yeah, it's, him just getting shot. That that's that it's a little with, too raw. The it's, fact that it stuck with both of us, yeah. and we didn't even see it together on nope. our own. Then yeah, I was sitting in the theater. I was like, wait, what is that? Like I'm enjoying. I'm sitting there. I'm like eating my popcorn. I'm like, yeah. man, this is fun. What a fun little movie. This is. Wow, wow, we did that. That got real. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got? Let's see. Um, gosh, man, I think we've covered all my notes, frankly. Okay. The, uh, the Seinfeld, you a fan of Seinfeld? Uh, no, you not know? really. Okay, well, um, maybe you've seen an episode? Not once. Okay. <laughs> well, they may have been sitting inside of a diner that they show the exterior of, uh, on several episodes of, of Seinfeld. Oh, really? And, uh, you see that for a brief glimpse in the back. It's very recognizable. It's got this blue awning. I think it's called, like, Tom's Diner or something. Oh, cool. And, uh, as do, they're writing, one of the many scenes where they're writing, you see it in the background. Little cameo from Seinfeld. That's, well, and that's one of the things that I will criticize this movie about. And it's hard with a movie like this; it's really tough. Uh, but there are some continuity errors, as there's, especially when Wiley and Manny are chasing after each other or whatever, and they're on the city streets. And like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, if you if you're watching very carefully, you'll see Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of pass like the same Kinkos twice. Oh yeah, as he's talking on the phone to Manny, and he's mm. like, "Yeah, give it up. Where are you?" And it's like kink, he passes Kinkos, and then boom, they cut to Manny, cut back to JGL, and he passes the Kinkos again. How do you know it's the same Kinkos though, Joe? <laughs> There's a lot of Kinkos. What's, what's it's like Starbucks, man. Like, I don't quite think they they're like that, where it's like they just lie in every corner. Probably with a not. Kinkos. Probably not in New York. A Kinkos bodega. <laughs> Good band name. <laughs> Kinkos bodega. Good evening, Dallas. <laughs> we are Kinko's Bodega. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Like that's it. Just this. Are they a cover band? Are they a cover band? Yeah, they're a cover letter band. Oh, <laughs> good night, folks. Hashtag mic drop. Nice. <laughs> Let me drop that. Uh, all right. So what? Do we, you we went through all your notes. We got them all. We got all what my notes you? on this thing. Well, good. Well, let's start wrapping it up. Okay. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, you got places to be. <laughs> well, we got another episode to record. Fuck, Spoiler man. alert. Spoilers. <laughs> um, all right. So what did Premium Rush do right? For me, um, man, this this movie, the promise that this movie had, and that all it had to deliver. Was just, I want well, to see. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to <laughs> sorry. say. I know that I'm kind of. La, 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 la. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just keep saying that in the background. I promise you. <laughs> I promise. I promise I your promise. parents. <laughs> I promise your parents I'll take care. See, and I was going to go Lord of the Rings. Oh, I, like <laughs> I that. made a promise, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> That's pretty good. I would like. To have like a cry off between Alfred in The Dark Knight Rises and Samwise Gamgee in Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh, Just good one! Crying. Who can cry better? Mm. I think it's I think it's Alfred. I want to throw Patrick Stewart in there from uh, Star Trek Generations. <laughs> the first time we had to see, got to see him cry. <laughs> when did he cry? He cries at the very beginning when he learns of his uh, beloved nephew being burned in a fire. Wow! Time is the did fire we, which did, we burn. Did we know about his nephew before this movie? Uh, yeah, they had an episode of TNG. It's uh, the next generation. Because <laughs> TNG. <laughs> Oi. Oi. <laughs> Engage. Engage. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> TNG. Worf. 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 <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, okay, did we say what? What it did right. I just, this movie had one promise, <laughs> and that was to deliver uh, some bike messengers riding really fast. I want to see the streets in New York. I wanted to see them doing some cool tricks. Yeah. A little bit of parkour on bikes, uh-huh. a little bike, bike core. 
uh, and that's what it delivers, man. It, like I said, 75% of this film was shot while people are on bikes and moving, yeah. and, and uh, it's very visceral, uh-huh. and, and it's, uh, it's a fun watch. I think what this movie did right, um, I think that it was cast well. Yeah. I, I love the characters in this movie, which I think ultimately means that the writing was the strongest thing about this film. Interesting. Like, I really thought it was well written. I think that they they took the time to flesh out characters and give them like distinct personalities. That is true. When honestly, you didn't have to with a movie like this. Yeah. Or normally, people wouldn't have. And with this movie, like you got a story with each of the characters. There was a reason to be engaged. There was a reason to be invested in them. And it wasn't like it didn't feel too shoehorned in, except for when it came to like Jamie Chung and her son. But I'm talking about yeah. Wiley, Vanessa, Manny, Monday, mm-hmm. like. These characters were believable characters in the weird cartoony world they live in, right. uh, and it was entertaining. I was engaged, and I couldn't wait to see what happened next, yeah. which is, I think, the best thing that you can do with a movie like this. That, Better than it had to be. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. What did Premium Rush do wrong? Uh, way too violent. Again, the 1985 version of this film does not have any death in it, and I think you can still get the same lessons across and still make it entertaining. Uh, with with today's kind of technology and stunts and, and filmmaking techniques without the stakes having to be so high. Isn't it bad enough that he stole money from the mafia and he's playing these? Isn't it bad enough that he's willing to commit crimes and he's a dirty cop? Uh-huh. Uh, isn't it bad enough that he just goes to jail in the end? Did he need to kill somebody and did he need to die? Yeah. No. 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 And I, I agree. Uh, I think what Premium Rush did wrong is to, they went that... One of the things I applauded for is going the extra mile yeah. and from a character standpoint. But one of the things it did wrong was it went the extra mile in like, you know, this guy's really bad. Mm-hmm. It was unnecessary. He's not I, really... I, I agree with you. He's not. He is a victim of his own circumstances. Now, he's in control of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that. And I think that the the story ultimately fails at paying off the man versus himself and and where it could have kind of given us... Not that a movie like this needs to give us a richer character experience, but they'd already succeeded in giving us like, yeah. ooh, that surprised me. That's really good. That surprised me too. And then when it came to Wiley, like it ended like a Steven Seagal movie. Like, yes. you're better than this. Yeah, It's better than it had to be, but wasn't as good as it should have been in the end. Ooh. <laughs> it's not the film we deserved. <laughs> but, but it's the so one we needed, had right? to watch that at that moment. <laughs> this week. Uh, yeah, so there you go. If we were to remake Premium Rush now... Five years later, mm-hmm. how would we do that? I've got uh, five that I've recast. I've four. Oh, four. Did you not do Nima? I did not. Who's Nima? Nima is the. Is, <laughs> is that Jamie Chung? No, that's my favorite uh, carbonated drink, Joe. <laughs> Love me some Nima. No, change it. Put it sideways. It's the Jamie. <laughs> Put the end sideways. Oh, oh that's a Zima. <laughs> it's uh, she's the Jamie Chung character. Yeah, I did not recast her. Well, I'll start my, with mine. Uh, the actress's name is Constance Wu, and if you watch that uh, sitcom Fresh Off the Boat, yes, she is so she's funny. Great. She was also in uh, uh, Torchwood. She's been in a few things. I, I'm not familiar with Torchwood's uh, in like the Doctor Who that. universe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That explains why I don't know it. Yeah, there you um, go. But yeah, she but she's really like tiny and she could she's look meek great. and humble. She's uh, awesome. as that character deserves. So that's my Constance Wu. That's that's Jessica. Who <laughs> 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 uh, do you have? Fresh off the bar. I didn't cast her. Oh. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying who do you have oh, next? Oh, okay. Well, who do you have next? Oh, <laughs> I, um, well we'll go with Manny. To go to go Manny. All right, cool. Uh with Manny. Mm-hmm. God, this is going to be because I have a theme. I decided Ooh. to go with a theme on this. Um, speaking of movies that were better than they had to be, mm. uh, and honestly, super impressive. Uh, I'm going to just tell you right now, my, my theme is Creed. 
Uh, oh, ooh, yeah. up. I know where you're going. Yeah, so Manny is going to be played by Tony Ballou, who is kind of the antagonist of yeah, Creed. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, interesting. I wonder. Oh, I think I know what you're doing. Okay. Who do you, who do you have? Uh, I have uh, Chadwick Boseman, otherwise known as Love Black him. Panther. Love him. Who? Uh... Or, or James Brown. <laughs> yes. Or... Or Jackie Robinson. I think the younger audiences, and if, I myself uh, would he's know. He's a, 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 a black man who's important in the history of, <laughs> of society, yeah. you know, social. Uh, it's going to be Chadwick Boseman. That's right. Place Which is why he should play Manny. He's going to play Manny. <laughs> Look at these stars! <laughs> I love that. So I think it's much. funny. Uh, Jenna keeps uh, for getting the characters mixed up, the Marvel characters. She keeps calling him Black Falcon. <laughs> Black like, no, Falcon. no, no, no. Falcon's just black. He, he's just a black Falcon. <laughs> it don't... just sounds like you're calling him Black Falcon. It's Black Panther. But... <laughs> I'm sure she'd appreciate me telling everybody. That's awesome. Who, uh, what about your, what about your, um, your Vanessa? Vanessa played is by... played by Tessa Thompson, the love interest in Creed. This is very easy. Mm, this is, you know what? I'm I just like going to go through the rest of my Yeah, right go for now. it. Go for it. Uh, so Vanessa played by Tessa Thompson. My Monday played by Leave Shriver. Oh, 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 he can play bad. Yeah, he absolutely, he has. Um, yes, he has. And uh, and yes, he was in Creed. He was the narrator on the HBO 24-7 special that they showed in the course <laughs> of the movie. Uh, if yeah. you listen closely, you'll hear Leif Schreiber's voice. I wasn't going to question you. And the character, well, somebody out there might. <laughs> uh, Wiley, obviously played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And this whole thing directed by Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, nice, I like that. Direct this movie about bikes. <laughs> You like bikes? It'd be set in Philadelphia if he's going to be he... set in Philly. He's going to ride his bike up the steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my Vanessa, uh, played by Dinah Ramirez in this film, uh, for me, she's going to be played by an actress named Christina Cer- Hendricks. Serratos. Christina Serratos. I just want to say that. If you watch uh, The Walking Dead, she is Rosita in the last few uh, seasons. Uh, damn fine actress. And uh, I think she could do that role, too. That's good. So you're on a bike. My Michael Shannon. I'm gonna give uh, props to Jennifer for this one. She came up with this. I thought it was great. I was like, "Who? You need somebody who's a little bit of, who can kind of play batshit crazy, right? Uh-huh. But is also kind of sympathetic. You know, he's not just a two dimensional villain." Uh, and she was like, "Has Leonardo DiCaprio ever played a villain?" And I was like, "Well, in Django Unchained, he wow, did. He did. Yeah, he and, did. Uh, I think he could do that same thing in this Django, film, uh, except instead of you know being wild and and, and owning racist. slaves, <laughs> um, he would just be a dirty cop, kind of uh, departed. That'd be kind of cool, man. Right? I'd, Leonardo, I'd like see to him see that playing a villain again. Hell yeah, Oscar worthy. <laughs> and then finally, I don't think your dogs like your recasting. Not, well, what do they know? They have brains the size of peanuts. <laughs> Uh, that was peanuts for the listeners. Uh, and then finally, Joe Golev. Uh, I'm recasting with um, Joe. I thought long and hard because it's like, who do you get? Yeah, when I've used did. Joe Golev in uh, so many recasts. Kevin in, Hart. In other better films. <laughs> we take the, the second most recast person <laughs> on the editing bay, Kevin Hart. Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis. Joe Golev. No, uh, I was tempted to recast Joe Golev as Joe Golev. <laughs> Uh, for the novelty of it, but I won't. I'll give you a real one. And mine is uh, is Dave Franco, little Dave Franco. Dave Franco's P- not bad. Picture him with that million-dollar smile That's riding around. not bad. Who did he just marry in real life? I he married Kevin Hart. No, no. <laughs> no, he just... Oh, oh, he married um, Brie Larson. Wait, no. What? No. Brie Larson? No, not Brie Larson. No, not Brie Larson. What's her name? Allison Pill? Yeah, uh, who's from... No, no, not her. Um, uh, from Community. From Community, Allison Brie. Allison Brie. He married Allison Brie. He married Allison Brie. 
They just got married I like a week ago. I hate you, Dave. Franco. I knew there was a bringing the rights. I hate you, Dave. Franco. There's no, there's no, there's no God. There's no Allison justice in this world. Bree. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a new wrestling show coming out. Allison Bree. Yeah, it's. It, they're making a TV show. Do you remember in the '80s there was Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? <laughs> yes. They're making a fucking show about it. Yeah. Where she's gonna be the she's gonna be the uh, the main. The main, uh, so it's like a comedy then. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> like, this does She's not, not actually going to wrestle. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you never know. Sometimes people cross over. Look at our president. Uh, I won't call him that. Ooh. Hashtag not my president. Hashtag not my not my president. <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> a double negative. Double M. Hashtag not really my president. <laughs> Didn't mean to say it. Um, okay. What the fuck? I'm so punchy right now. Uh, all right. So if you got any thoughts about how we've recast Premium Rush, if you have thoughts about Premium Rush. Uh, you can go share that. Go to Facebook. Put in the search bar, the editing bay. That picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes is going to pop up. Click on it, and that's where you could talk back to us. We already told you this whole spiel at the beginning of the episode, but I'll repeat myself. Uh, you can give us your ideas for movies. Uh, if you've got something that you'd like us to talk about in the future, you go ahead and give us your ideas there. And uh, we've also got a website, Rachel. Sure do. It is editingbay.com. If you go there, you'll see uh, oh links at the top of the page. You can listen to all of our past episodes. We have a little page with links there. We also have links to our social media accounts, the aforementioned Facebook page, but also uh, Twitter, at The Editing Bay. Follow us at The Editing Bay on Twitter. We'll always announce uh, what uh, next week's movie is going to be before you hear this episode. In fact, if you're following, you already know what next week's episode is going to be before uh, the listeners do. Wait, you but go. you're also a listener. Oh. It's kind of a paradox like that I created there. Inception kind of thing. All right, guys. So uh, next week, uh, because it's kind of a big deal, and Joel and I are both fans, we've been fans of the original. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm comfortable enough to, to say that for you. Absolutely. Um, we uh, we got to check out the live action Beauty and the Beast, which by now, hopefully, you have too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk about that next week. So if you haven't seen it already, get thee to a cinema. Verite, <laughs> and uh, and check out Beauty and the Beast. We'll be talking about that. I also mm. want to plug a little something that's coming up. Oh, that's right. Do it. Yes. Uh, we've got a, a friend of ours, Bill Ottstadt, uh, has, uh, has run into some some medical trouble. He's had to, uh, he's got some kidney troubles. He's mm. having to have dialysis. Um, he needs to get a new kidney, but he can't be put on the donor list because he's at risk. Uh, and so we are trying to do our best to help him out with bills and, and any other expenses. So we're doing a tribute for him. Uh, and that's going to be taking place uh, the 31st. At, at the, it's going to be at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. We're doing like four shows. It's here in but Dallas, I can tell you right now, yeah, here in Dallas, I can tell you that uh, two of those shows are going to be uh, the 31st and the 1st of this. Uh, of Okay, 31st of March, 1st of April, just in case that confuses anybody. Yeah, I was confused. Uh, at, the, uh, at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. It's going to be late night, so it's going to start at like 10, 11 o'clock. I love it. Uh, but we're doing this whole variety thing. People have donated, you know, uh, some, some pieces that they've been working on or whatever. People have written sketches. There's going to be some improv stuff, but I... Uh, I've been working for the past three years on a Lone Ranger melodrama. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned it here and, on this podcast. Yeah, uh, which still isn't finished. <laughs> I still have to finish the third act, and then it's done, and then we go through rewrite. Is great art ever finished, though, Joe? I don't think it is. Isn't it just merely a band? Ask George Lucas. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add uh, some CG dinosaur poop. <laughs> uh, no, so I've got an excerpt from my Lone Ranger script. Basically, took some scenes and kind of put them together uh, to make one scene that is going to be a part of this deal. Uh, and so, not that you should just come to see this. I mean, no. it's for a good cause and there's a lot of talented people that are involved. Yeah. But Kidney Night Live, 
is what they're calling calling it. That's awesome. Uh, And I think you could search that on Facebook. They've got an event page. Uh, And if not, we'll post it on ours another time where I'm saying, like, we'll post this on our page. And it'll probably never happen. But just just search for Kidney Night Live. And that's going to be going on the 31st, the first at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. We're also doing two dates at the Margot Jones Theater. Oh, I don't remember the dates off the top of my head, though. So check it out. Uh, And, yeah, come on out and, and support Bill and... And maybe see my weird Lone Ranger scene. No, I'm excited about it, that'd man. Be, yeah. That'd be really cool. Come for the Joe, stay for the uh, popcorn throw. For the hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, we will catch you next week with Beauty and the Beast. Can't wait to talk about this one. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Hey. Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Guys, uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.